welcome back to Recall the Midwife. We are discussing Series 2, Episode 3 today. I'm Becky. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. And uh, just a quick reminder that this week's episode deals with maternal mortality, medical medical negligence, and references mental health. So if any of those topics are ones you would prefer to skip this week... We understand and hope you join us for the next one. Also, a reminder that ways to contact us are in our show notes. We would love to hear from everyone. And a quick synopsis. In this week's episode, we see Jenny going to do a rotation in the hospital in the men's surgical wing. To her surprise, Jimmy is there with complaints of stomach issues. The doctor caring for Jimmy dismisses his issues as nothing but pre-wedding jitters, which shocks Jenny on multiple levels. When he returns a few days later in serious pain, emergency surgery is needed to save his life, and Jenny plays a crucial role in making that possible. This week's birth story is Maeve and Meg, a set of identical twins, and Maeve is the expectant birth mother. The women are so close, they work and live together and even married the same man. They are resistant to modern medicine, but after meeting Cynthia at their market stall and with her encouragement to come to the clinic, they go for an initial visit. Meg is scared of a break in tradition, but Maeve calls for the midwives when she goes into labor, and a complicated delivery is only made successful by the work of Trixie, Sister Bernadette, and Dr. Turner. Last, we also meet Jane and Francine this week. Jane comes to Nanata's house, quiet and shy, but tasked with the job of medical orderly at the hospital caring for the mentally ill. And Jenny meets Francine working in the hospital. Francine is a fellow surgical nurse in the men's ward. Okay, girls. Oh, so what did we think of this week's episode? I actually was grateful that it was, I don't want to use the word lighthearted, but it felt like a bit of a tonal change from the last few weeks, right? I've watched them all so much that when I was back on this one, I was like, oh God, I hate this one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not in the greatest of mood this week, I think. But I was just like, oh, when they were on the, it was the twins or the moody, horrible twins on the store. Oh God, these two. Well, you have no love for Jimmy. We know that. So, you know, I can tell you we're not feeling that storyline. Well, no, not even also, that. Twins. I don't love it when they're, when they're seconded to the London. Yeah. And is that something all of them have to do? They, they explain it, but I can't remember now. It seemed like something everybody takes a turn at going to do. But um, but then it, I don't know. It seemed also like a special assignment at the same time. Well, I thought you'd love it, Bex, because of their, their uniforms, normal heart milk. Yeah, look at those pink, those big puffy. Although sleeves. we did get introduced, who did we get introduced to in this episode for the first time? Francine. No, we'd oh. already seen Francine. Come on, girls. We'd already <laughs> seen her. No, I thought this was the first episode we saw Francine. Have we seen it? Have I watched one episode? Oh God, you know what? It's one of them days for me. No, <laughs> but who did we get introduced to at the London? One of the okay. staff. She wanted to go and be a florist. <laughs> The, the nurse isn't her name francine no what's her name then patsy patsy oh <laughs> god <laughs> i'm oh that's oh geez so Jen was right. oh, oh, oh wait francine is jimmy's girlfriend yes. oh god oh i'm sorry i i have it in my notes patsy shows up for the first time oh girls i'm sorry i'm sorry i, I honestly thought i was going mental then no, no, no. I, I, I've 
I've done it. I apologize. I apologize to you too. I apologize to our listeners for my mix up. Millions of listeners. I will say though, (laughs) thank you to everyone who is listening. We're having loads of lovely comments online and people contacting us. Contact us with questions and things you want to know as well about the show or game ideas. That'd be cool. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for the lovely feedback. Yeah, it's anyway, bye bye. Let's actually get on with the uh, the podcast now. But yes, Patsy, you're exactly right. She's amazing. I love her. An icon, literally from the first minute she steps on screen. I love her. I love but the her. outfits, the nurses' outfits at the London, the balloon sleeves—they just look so uncomfortable. They <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look so impractical. To be fair, like any of the other outfits, have look comfortable. They're all horrible, aren't they? Like, yeah, nothing's built for comfort in the fifties. But I will say that at least the midwives' normal outfits of like the blue dresses and the maroon sweaters look very functional. You know, they they look they look nice, but they also look very functional. The nurses' outfits—they're completely—they're like starched. They look like they need to be ironed every single day. The sleeves are so puffy; it's almost like you have p- two pillows on the side of your elbows on, on the side of your shoulders. Like I can just—I mean, I get—I get—I don't know what nurses do, but I just have to think like, well, I guess you're not really dealing with things that are that, you know, like dirty or whatever, because it just feels like you'd like well, you just that change so them quickly. if you got blood on you and stuff you just change i would wear that um normal hartnell sleeve dress all day long as opposed to the awful awful like ugh, of the midwife uniform <laughs> i like the, with- i like the color i like the purple color yeah see? so we met patsy this week we also met jane who's just my favorite oh, oh yes oh. jane another yeah. icon yeah yeah completely and so and like just this gentlest soul like you can just tell the second she shows up she's just the sweetest gentlest person I thought oh if there was ever anybody who would be a calming presence in a very chaotic environment like a hospital for the mentally ill then yeah she would be it It would be but, but that's also part of her thing isn't it that's part of her backstory like obviously she was one of these troubled people Right. And this is like a rehabilitation, not rehabilitation, that's making it sound like there's something wrong with them. But, you know, it kept like bringing people out into the community and getting them functioning. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is part of it, which Sister Julianne, I kind of think it's a bit, irris- I can't decide if it's irresponsible for Sister Julianne not to tell the others. Like, you know, actually, you may want to tone down some things you say, or like she's mm-hmm. done the right thing because it's not her business to tell. I can't decide. But also, mm-hmm. she is telling nuns and midwives who all deal with i mean i mean it's only do, do nurses sign the hippocrat what is it the hippocratic, hippocratic oath? oath yeah oath, yeah hippocratic <laughs> <laughs> hypocritical oath um <laughs> i no, I'm, um, I'm sure nurses I have a code of ethics yeah no i'm sure they do all the people that are trustworthy you would think midwives nuns and nurses are fine to tell well, yeah, but at the same time, Sister Julianne's so moral and amazing. She's probably a bit like, well, it's not my secret to tell. It's up to Jane if she wants to tell. Oh, oh, about Jane's history of mental health. Yeah. Issue. Oh, yeah. Well, I, no, I think that's the right call. I mean, I think you would want, I think you would want someone's private business to say their private business until they revealed it. I mean, the thing yeah. that's the thing that I feel like was more difficult in this episode is that just the the culturally accepted way to discuss mental health issues and people with mental health issues was i mean to by 2022 standards was like really not great so i mean even if they had i mean i think i don't i don't know what i can't remember now exactly what term it was but i feel like Trixie might have said something like oh you're working at the madhouse or something like that yeah I mean, like it was it was something yeah, like that like which which is i mean very very 
you know, well, again, now, now in our time, it's very unacceptable to say something like that. But I, I don't then, know if it's the American British divide or something, but I really feel like me and Bex would totally blab to everyone to tell them first, <laughs> make sure they're prepared. I mean, we know that I would gossip. You'll never guess. Gossip. It's it's caring about her and the way yeah. she integrates into your working community Becky that's exactly what it is <laughs> I think I think I think because of my profession I probably would not want everyone to yeah you, everyone, you'd but. have higher moral standards yeah. than us I mean I'd want to know but I don't think I would be comfortable to tell <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we've got morals in the gutter right now <laughs> twins can I just tell you one of my notes I've written down here that just made me laugh avocados if only they knew <laughs> what does that even mean Oh, you've really gone off the rocker now, Al. I think I have. I think avocados, if only they knew, means that they were like, oh, avocados. Like, oh, gosh. They're well, there. Si- They're everywhere now. I think that's what I mean by if only they knew. Yeah. Well, and Cynthia calls them avocado pears, and then she makes that um, lunch, which is based. I mean, I just, I think I wrote like avocado toast, basically. But I said it's that she serves the worst and smallest lunch, basically avocado to- toast. And all of the nuns are just like, but. I'm with the nuns. I, would t- I was talking about this today. I hate avocados. My mum still calls wait, them avocado like pears, by the way. She still calls them avocado pears. Really? Yeah. Oh, I like I, like I mean, that. I do I do like a bit of avocado on taste, but you've really got to season it. Mm-hmm. Lemon juice, bit of You put on a boil maybe. with it as well, didn't you? Yeah, you... Well, mm. I just think in the 50s, that was going to be quite bland. Well, yeah, yeah. I think it is now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and also if you, if you eat an avocado before it's really ripe, then it's also not going to, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of pitfalls you could potentially get into there. And um, I don't, yeah, I, I wasn't, I wasn't loving it. Okay. But so, but so Cynthia meets Megan Maeve and here is a question I had. My mom, my mom conjectured, but do they're, they're very conservative very it seems very religious but it's never named but my mom speculated that it was like some kind of an orthodox religion that they practice do you guys have any thoughts well, on no, that it's not, I, well don't think it's religion they, they, it's nicholas culpepper isn't it the, the herbologist okay so who is and that? he was in like well he's well i've actually got my uh, wikipedia page <laughs> open uh that's you know that's just how uh prepared i am today uh, yeah, we're finally this, turning our war stuff um <laughs> He was a botanist, herbalist, physician, and astrologer, and he lived from 1616 to 1654. My point being, he wasn't like last year or anything. (laughs) This is literally 1600s, and he basically was all about outdoor medicinal herbs. Okay. Basically, they're nuts. Uh, Don't get me wrong. I'm all about herbalism and that kind of stuff and helping with that kind of stuff, but if he's doing it with, like, astrology as well. So it's kind of it's kind of just a very vague, you know, like n- naturalist, uh, uh, you know, um, what am I saying? Like, uh, like or astrological. Like, there's a lot of like mysticism and everything kind of built into their worldview. Yeah, I think there's, there's still really a lot defined. to be. Yeah, I think he's he's still quite a what's the word respected in so far as herbalism with all of his plant mm. recipes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but those those Maven Meg, they're weird anyway, aren't they? Like, obviously, the fact they're married mm. to the same man. Well, I I did not realise they were both. I thought one of them was married and the other one just lived with them. <laughs> even though they, even though they, you just missed it when they explained that they're both married to him. When yeah, they explicitly I just, I... said. <laughs> <laughs> they, they both walked up the aisle and then they both walked back down with him in the middle and it was all very. But do you think that they both have marital relations with him? 
Okay, this is a big question. This is oh, a can big I just question. say that was such a sister Julianne way of saying it? <laughs> I, was, I just thought I can't. That's the only way I can say thank it. Thank you. Podcast. Thank you for saying it that way and not saying it any other way. <laughs> I I kind so, of hope that only one of them is actually doing anything marital. In well, that I way thought maybe that's why the other one had such strong feelings as well because she was jealous that he hadn't chosen her. Mm. Maybe. Mm. Oh, maybe because also you i don't know like twins like it's it's borderline incest i literally wrote kind of incest question mark i i yeah. truly didn't but know then what we to know that nuns are fine with incest so exactly if anything they celebrate it <laughs> um i don't see how it's incest because they're not going with their brother right I no i know but at if... the same time no yeah, I, I know i think i, I, I can't... lines get blurred I kind of thought about All it. Right, like, um, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought about it like um, sister wives. You know what I mean? Like how Mormons uh, yeah. do that. You know, like where they marry more than one woman. I mean, in this case, there it's two two sisters. But like, um, you're never with any. You know, like it's always just it's always just one on one man and woman. Yeah, but, but in sister wives kinda... community, they live in separate houses, whereas these all live together as a three. They know, work who together all day. Who can afford another uh, apartment when you're in Poplar? I mean, you know. True. But how convenient that they had twins, so now they've got one each. Oh, okay. Should we just fast forward to the, so the girls are um, so Meg is the one that's very traditional, like very steep. She's not going to do anything modern. Maeve is the pregnant one. I think she feels a little bit more anxious because obviously she is you know, her body. Like, yeah. Right, exactly. They both know the story of how their mother passed away in childbirth. Um, but since she's the one giving birth, I think she has real legitimate fear that that's going to happen to her too. So she's more open to medical intervention, but when they find when it finally comes time to give birth, she calls the midwives and they come, and it's Trixie and Sister Bernadette and Doctor Turner that have to be there. Um, hang on, hang on. The pregnant one gets the husband to call the midwives. Yes, right. Yeah, the yes. the one basically. Well, first off, setting the scene, they meet um, sister, not sister Cynthia. Cynthia, sorry, look at the future tongue. Um, <laughs> so they meet. <laughs> They meet Cynthia at the, or she meets them at their market oh, store, and they're yeah. really rude. They're really rude and tell her to really? basically naff off because she can see one's pregnant. She's like, oh, who are you under? Thinking that they're not under her. And that's when we find out they're into all this herbalism. Fine. But then one's really, really ultra for it because she's not the one actually having the baby. Fast mm. forward to the birth scene, and she said she didn't want to get them involved. She even sent Jane. Jane came out to the house, poor Jane. Mm. Oh, poor Jane when she threw that <gasps> birthing pack. I was like, how dare you! I know. So mean, so, so mean. Rude. But the point is, the pregnant one um, would be was terrified, and she saw all this happening, and was like just panicking more because obviously she's the one left in the lurch. Like it's all right for which one was the one who had the baby? Meg or Maeve? Maeve had the baby. Maeve had the baby. Yeah, Meg yeah. was awful. Just really yeah, overpowering awful. of Maeve. Mm-hmm. Well, no wonder just... he chose to have a child with Maeve. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, so yeah, so well, also at the end, Meg was horrible, but we'll talk about that in a minute. So anyway, um, Meg um, is like telling Jane to F off. Everything's fine. The, then the baby comes. By the way, the contraption, that ba- birthing chair. Don't get me started. That is the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was truly like a medieval apparatus. I, yeah. I, I just cannot I wonder where even. they picked that up. It's not, do you know what I mean? They're in. Yeah, exactly, Bex. I Made mean. for a mother. That's where a mum died. They kept it as a shrine in the corner. <laughs> Just terrifying, terrifying. Grew some, grew some herbs in it for their uh, for their medical oh. usage. 
Anyway, yeah. right, so um, obviously Maeve, the time comes for Maeve to give birth. No, she's had no uh, checks by anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and also Sister Evangelina got in, got involved at one point, came around and was like, you will need some help, mate. <laughs> well, no, no, no. No, because so, no, Maeve goes to the convent, doesn't she? Oh, and yeah. then Sister Evangelina answers the door. Yeah. Well, so first of all, they, she does have a, she. They show up at the clinic at Maeve's insistence, and Doctor Turner sees her with Cynthia, and he, and then he, and then he does the classic thing. He's like, "Well, you know, you're a little older than I'd like to be giving birth and everything." And it's like, "Okay, well, zip it on that one." But so then they kind of run out before the visit is really concluded, and Doctor Turner wants them to give birth in the hospital, and, that, and they're just not open to that. But then Maeve, on her own, after Jane got oh, the yeah. birthing pack thrown at her face by Meg goes to Nanata's house herself and Evangeline opens the door and she's very gruff with her. Sister Evangelina is very gruff with her. But Maeve, she says to her, she's like, listen, it's you and this baby now and you wouldn't be here if you didn't think that you needed this care from us. So there's no one else better that that advice could come from. Like literally, I don't think anyone could get through to her as much as Evangelina. Exactly. I warmed. I warmed to Sister Evangelina when she spoke to her because also mm-hmm. those two are tough twins. They're tough cookies, yeah. Yeah, I just feel like that she like Sister Evangelina was given as good as they give. Yeah, oh, she was yes. the only option. She was the only option to speak to him like that. Because <laughs> imagine Jenny. Well, I think you should. Um... Anyway, we saw <laughs> what happened with Jane when um, when Meg slapped Sister Bernadette. <gasps> Do you know what well, they did, did? Didn't she? Didn't she punch Doctor Turner in the face when when they're when she's when Meg is when Maeve is giving birth to the second twin? No, it was it was Bernadette. Sister Bernadette. Oh, that was who it was. Oh, because I thought I okay. So here, because the thing is, so so Maeve, the, the Trixie, Sister Bernadette get there. They kind of realize they're they're thinking, oh, we're going to be able to handle this on our Meg's own. Meg's like, what are you doing in my flat? And Maeve's yeah. like, oh, why'd you be but Trixie, <laughs> Trixie, again, I this is the season where we kind of hinted at it earlier, but like I feel like she's really, really coming into her own now. Yeah. And like the Trixie we all know and love is like really coming to light before our eyes at this point, you know, in the show. And she's like, no, 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 don't you turn that light back off. She's like, we need to have this area like prepared for birth and everything. And she really is very commanding. And she's like, if you got nothing to say or be helpful, just like leave, go out into the other room. And so Meg just like, oh, fine. And then she like stalks off into the kitchen or whatever the other place is. And so Trixie and Sister Bernadette start caring for Maeve. And Maeve keeps saying, oh, I want my sister here. I want my sister here. I need her. I need her. Well, they give birth to the first baby. And then they're realizing like, oh, something's happening. And so they call Dr. Turner. Or maybe Dr. Turner was already there. I can't remember now specifically. But he's there. And then Maeve is very worried that she's going to die in childbirth because her mother died in childbirth. And then once she finds out that she's having a second baby because no one got to examine her and figure out the twins were in there then she's like oh my god now i'm really gonna not survive this because it's all very complicated and the baby is not positioned the right way to be head over to hulu this march where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long catch the acclaimed movie all of us strangers starring paul muscal and andrew scott Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Born, you know, properly head first and everything. And so she cries out in this really intense way. And then Meg comes in, and I thought she just, like, grabbed Dr. Turner and, like, pulled him off and, like, punched him in the face. I think she did grab Dr. Turner, but she also punched but then she- uh, Lap Sister Bernadette. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So she kind of she was having no bar of it. She wasn't helping at all. And what she did right. do was just come in and like assault people. Exactly. Also, she, when her sister was calling out for it, I just thought selfish. Like, just get in there yeah. and hold her. Yeah. yeah. Also, do you know she, they were played by one person? Wait, what? No. Yeah. No, they didn't. Yes, they were. They were played by Monica Dolan. She's a really famous actress. She was in like Appropriate Adult, The Thief, The Wife, and His Canoe. Do you know? She's really, I'm really gonna, amazing. I'm actress. gonna have to rewatch it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's just one actress. Why? In the world she's not a twin. They... I don't think she's a twin. Look at me saying this now. Let Why me go would Wikipedia. they hire a set of twins to do it? Because she's an amazing actress, and they needed someone who could play gruff and weird. Oh, I'm shocked at that. I'm shocked by that. There was so many... twin sisters, Megan Maeve Carter in the beat. Yeah, she played both. There are so many scenes where they're standing next to each other. Well, yeah, look at that. BBC CGI. Well done, BBC. <laughs> wow. Well, no, wonder, no wonder she didn't rush in and hold her hand because it would have been tacky. <laughs> they didn't have the budget for all that extra special effects. <laughs> Oh but God, what they couldn't do was get Sister Bernadette to... Uh, but yeah, anyway, so the second baby was yeah. um, was obviously unwell and then they were like, get the flying squad, get a helicopter down here right now. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> that is a reference to me being sick, thinking I saw it. Flying squad was a helicopter when it was the 1950s. What a pickup. <laughs> for our, for also, our why did, listeners. Why did no one think, oh, she might have twins here? They they never got it's the chance not to, to anyone. No, no, they never got the chance to listen because Dr. Turner literally came in to do an exam and Meg was like, whoa, hands off. You know, like she was ve- she was so. But resistant. Meg and Maeve, why didn't they think, oh, we're twins. You might have twins or somebody. One of the um, nurses be like, they're twins. Because Culpepper, be- Culpepper didn't have any, <laughs> <laughs> didn't have any books on that set. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't have time to use the, like a, a divining rod and a twig of rosemary to like figure it out before she, before their baby was born. Can that I just tell you though? did not hold with that. <laughs> it annoyed, like Nicholas. it was very... It was heartwarming when the when you know Meg finally did come in and she, you know she was blah blah. But the thing that really annoyed me, I mean, I couldn't. I was surprised by the visceral reaction I had with this when Maeve hands when they get when Maeve says, "Oh, hand the baby to Meg. That's her baby now," and then I'm gonna hold the one you know that just was born like after. When she said, "What do you want to call it?" and she said, "Oh, I'll call it Maeve," and she said, "Well, what do you want to call yours?" and she said, "Oh, I'll call it Meg." I just thought. No, 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 no. This is absolute. Like we, we've, we've gone a bridge too far. Like you cannot name <laughs> identical. Like you can't. You, you cannot name your identical twins the same names you have. Like this is. I don't know why, but that just really, really pushed a deep button inside of me, yeah, and I don't I didn't know why. I care but... about that because they're gonna grow up weirdos. Like they're literally. I know they're not real, and uh, but they literally are a bit, young, bit younger than my parents. This is how oh. I think about everything called midwife at the moment. <laughs> But I'm like, they'd be alive now because they're younger than my parents. Um, yeah, yeah. Mega weird. No, that wasn't what annoyed me about this scene. This scene uh, that annoyed me, really annoyed me about this was, number one, Trixie walks in and like, oh, it's a miracle. 
everything's fine now. I've just called and wasted everyone's time, right? Number one, you know, just use Ergometrine in the first place before ringing for the flying squad and like, you know, ambulance. But that's by the by. The one that really annoyed me was Sister Bernadette being all like happy and smiley. You've literally just been walloped in the gob. <laughs> you'd be like, you'd be off, you'd be, I, don't, I know she's a nun, but you'd be, you'd be annoyed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'd be that that... with them. Sometimes she's too saintly. It's it's a bit much. Sorry, Bex. <laughs> well, no, I was just going to say, if. well, no, I was going to say, if anyone's going to forgive you for slapping them, it's a nun, but I don't, I don't think you should really go there in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> Let's test yeah. it out. If you know any nuns, let's not like test that theory, right? No, let's let's do it as a challenge. If you know any nuns, listeners to Recall Midwife, go and slap them. Tell us how it goes. We do not condone violence. Nobody should do that. Nobody should do that. Also, after the bird scene, after the bird scene, um, Mm -hmm. we have the Turnadette. Turnadette, yes, yes. Sexual threesome while they're both having a head leaf outside. Mm-hmm. Well, I I wrote Dr. Turner and Bernadette share a cheeky cigarette. But the thing that I thought was actually really interesting was when when they're standing there and they're kind of talking and everything, you know, he says something about, oh, do you want one? And she's like, oh, I'll just have a puff, you know? And he was like, okay. And then she grabs his cigarette and she takes the drag off of his. And I felt that there was, I think he was kind of like, oh. I think he was like, a bit taken aback. Yeah, I think I think he's now maybe starting to get the hint. You know what I mean? Like I don't think he's kind of gotten it in the past as much, but now he's that that I felt like really turned the tide. You know. But also, I I put here turn a debt Henley's that was the thing, and then going out on a bike after getting a lights punched out. So he's there, like oh, you know, oh let's go over whatever. He could put her bike in his car and give her a lift up. She's literally just been <laughs> slapped, and she's like bye. <laughs> yeah, but this is Dr. Turner who when he's offered dinner is like, oh Timothy's in the car. Yeah. So I'll just I'll just <laughs> leave him in the car and not accept dinner. Yeah, he's he's well, kind of just a... being a small child and he's not gonna eat a lot. Yeah, he's he's a he's really oblivious in a lot of ways. Like there's a lot of ways where he's like classic dude where he's just like, oh no, 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 it's cool. And then he Be just fair, that, is a, that is a fair portrayal of all males. <laughs> Um, okay, we've so, not we've not talked about Jimmy and the we've not talked about. Oh, I know we we got to talk about it. There's so much going on here, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just can I just tell you though, like the thing that really made me laugh was this. Though it was very serious, and I was concerned for Jimmy's life. Blah blah blah. This whole storyline was actually, in a way, kind of great and like. I don't want to use the word fun, but kind of fun in a way because it was like much more, um, I don't know, like it really felt like very, I don't, I just felt very, like it was very relatable, very modern in a lot of ways. Like, oh, you know, you have a thing with this guy and then like, it kind of doesn't work out and then he goes off and he's with someone new and you're like, oh, we can't really see each other. But then all of a sudden he dies and then you see each other. No, 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 no. But like he turns up at your work and then you're just like, oh, geez. And then like his girlfriend comes and it's like that. And they like, had that very awkward scene in the in the hospital room where Jimmy is like buttoning up his shirt when he's like a- after he's been um um released from the hospital but like Francine is coming to pick him up and Jenny and him are talking and then Francine walks in and she's like oh you know and she's got that look on her face and she's like darling aren't we gonna go have lunch and like look at Flower Ridge and he's like yes dear oh you know and it's just like there's a lot going on there and then he and Jenny are gonna go for a drink and then she realizes she can't anyway blah 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 but like 
I don't know. I I kind of thought this was a nice reprieve in a way. Just Jenny's Jenny's going down in my estimations. Like the more episodes we go on, she went down and up for me in this episode. I felt like yeah. she went down, down, down. Then she was up. Then she was down again. The thing is, she said she was going to meet up with Jimmy, even though. Like, that's clearly a terrible idea. This man has literally just said to you, I'm still in love with you. I know I'm marrying somebody else, but I'm still in love with you. Like, the only time he's I'm ever happy... He's got someone pregnant. He's got someone pregnant. Like... Yes, there's a baby on the way. And he's like, he's like, before I literally, like, go to my, like, spiritual death by getting married to someone I don't love, like, can we just have one last night where I can, like, enjoy my life? And she's like, yeah, okay, I guess so. And then, which terrible idea and then like she talks to Cynthia about it which again classic Cynthia like coming to the rescue with like wisdom and Cynthia's like really that's so unfair like you're not who like that's that's not a good idea and then she calls Jimmy and she's like but again oh Jenny really annoyed me when she called him because she called him on the phone and she was like you know what I can't I can't see you it's not good for me no 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 it wasn't like that it was really dramatic I I can't see you we know, like, it's wrong. Like, it's not like, oh, I can't see you. No, no, no. She's like, I can't <laughs> see you. Like, really dramatic. Well, she gets that from Gerald. Oh, <laughs> so he deserves, like, an ugh big time. But it, it really annoyed me. She didn't say to him, you know, like, Jimmy, like, I care about you, and I really don't think this is a good thing for us to do. And knowing how you feel and how you're about to enter this new relationship, she yeah, made but that sure would that actually mean her all over again. Yeah, but Jen, that would mean her actually giving some of herself and actually like being someone who's got a bit of like, what's the word, thought to them. Like, she's just like, just this damp squib who's just like, yes, only cares about what people think about her. She doesn't give anything, does she? Ugh. Oh, man. But also, anyway, so, um, Jimmy. Obviously, nearly dies. But I also feel like this is this is a storyline kind of to give Jenny a bit of an end. And I know it's nowhere near her end of her being in it. Yeah. But I feel like this is kind of the start of her journey into different kinds of... Because obviously, spoiler alert, she doesn't end up finishing doing midwifery at the end of her life. She does mm. other stuff. And I mm-hmm. think this is part of her exploring that because also they're like, oh, you're a great nurse and blah, 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 blah. So I think it's quite a good storyline for that as well, showing that the midwife the midwifery in the district is, is giving her a really good experience and yes she came here a bit like you know not used to you know the wards and everything like that but I feel like it's 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 kind of building up for the future as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but thank goodness we meet Patsy in this episode yes I love it as well I do I prefer red, red, red hair but not blonde but but also the stalky wedding bit as well can we talk about that so oh, Francine, at the very end, oh, at the very end. Francine and Jimmy do get married, which I'm glad yeah. for Francine. She seems happy and she looks lovely. Um, okay, can um, I just interrupt um, you for one second? The thing I the thing I wrote in my notes and I thought so much about Francine was like, this term didn't exist at the time for this. But to me, Francine, they made her the most basic girl on earth. Like she, to me, everything about her was just like, you know, like she would own all of the most like on trend clothes. She wants all, like to me, Francine was like pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks. You know, she's like, ooh, cozy vibes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like Francine is the most like, I'm just going to go with like the most herd mentality person. And it just made me laugh because like, even though we rag on Jenny and everything like that, like to be in Poplar, to be in that world means you are kind of like stepping outside of, you know, kind of quote, normal society and in a, in a type of a way I, I'm not explaining that well but you know what I mean and to me Francine was like oh no this, you know Ugh, anyways I just yeah but well, at the same time Jimmy wanted someone and she wanted him so you know you 
Francine is the kind of person that would own like a live laugh love poster or like have a have like have like a glass that says like it's wine o'clock somewhere or something you know what I mean can I just say to all our listeners who own live laugh love and uh, (laughs) we welcome you all Jenny's just having a particularly just very inclusive this is a safe space yeah listen everyone should be exactly who they want to be and I'm I'm cheesy and corny to the max if you get to know me you'll know that very well but like I'm just saying like I don't know, Francine, but I will, you know what? It was a very psychic end to their relationship too, because I feel like once Jimmy, Jimmy had his life saved by Jenny in that operating room, then it was almost like, okay, like the debt has been paid. We can kind of close this out. And I didn't like the way it was like, you are everything, Jenny. Like she's not, she's anything. (laughs) She's bland. (laughs) She's boring and bland. You're everything. No, you're not. Also at the end, Jenny like just hiding, but she wasn't even hiding. She was in plain sight, like against a white building or something ridiculous. Wearing a uniform, like just, she could not have stood up more, stood out more like a sore thumb. Just yeah. watching the wedding like a psycho. Can't see anybody. Who? What? There's that nurse. <laughs> I saw. <laughs> that nurse I saw from me from my pregnancy. And then, oh, hang on, she took your temperature and your uh, and your, your heartbeat and your, your pulse. That's that nurse. She's watching our wedding. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I think Francine knows because when... Jenny's in the hospital there's I I picked up a vibe well exactly oh, she, she's but, not that yeah. basic Jen not that basic uh, well yeah I mean she yeah but I yeah I definitely Francine knows that something is up and and, and it was clear because when she said oh I'm not invited to your wedding it was like well yeah because you don't invite your ex ex-boyfriends and girlfriends to weddings to you know which I mean they're not technically that but like you know what I mean I would if MTV filmed it <laughs> get it paid for Oh man. Okay, so wait, is there anything else that we didn't cover? Well, we did. We did the avocados justice. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that storyline with the doctor I thought was just kind of secondary, but um yeah. I, I think it's time for heroes and zeros of the week. <laughs> uh, right, who's going first? Bex? I'll go first. I'll go first. So my hero is the actress who played Megan Maeve, because I had no idea. She did an amazing job. <laughs> she, <laughs> did. she did. I even thought they looked slightly different. So for one person, it looks slightly different. Um, what's my zero? Um, the London. Male zero doctors. London. Oh, okay. Yeah, just the, looking down their noses at the nurses, yeah. questioning them. Like Whenever there were scenes when the doctors were doing their rounds, it was like a group of men. Yeah, with you. Yeah, so yeah. Um, okay, my hero and zero, zero, um, like Meg's terrible attitude, it just yeah. horrible. Yeah. She was so <laughs> mean. Just stole like, my zero, you do that every week. I'll go first next week. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Al. Um, just yeah, like throwing throwing the, the birthing pack at Jane, it's all just her attitude was so terrible, and like. Honestly, she did come through in the end for her sister, but she should have been there so much sooner. So, okay, big yeah. thing to her. Um, Hero? Um, oh, you know what? I'm not going to... I, I'm not going to do this probably a lot, but I do I do think that Jenny deserves credit for standing up to that doctor when yeah. Jimmy's life was on the line. I think, you know, she he had really blasted her in, in the previous, you know, surgery that she assisted him on, and when when push came to shove, she really stepped up. So I'll give Jenny credit for that. 
That's a good oh, one. and then she reported the doctor to the matron, which I think also was good and brave. So, and then the matron her. was like, "Oh, Jenny, I have to say, get out of my office." Um, <laughs> but then she was like, "Oh, Jenny, um, if you ever do want to come back to the London, you are more than you're more than adequate." Like it was just like like <laughs> really like a bit of a compliment, but not like you're a bit adequate. You're bitter but basic. Um, right, <laughs> my hero of the week is going to be Sid. He's a baller. Look at him with two wives. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, my zero of the week is going to be that horrendous birthing chair. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, honestly, I, I looked at it and it made me feel really, like I probably like got a bit. Ooh, I did. I'm like, it went through me. Ugh, it just made my yeah. skin crawl and my spine tingle. It was horrible. They need to chop that up for firewood. Oh. They do. Also, weren't the weren't the babies in a, in a drawer? You know, your bottom drawer. <laughs> <laughs> But I was sleep, I'm sleep. Not... Where, where were you slept? In a drawer. Yeah, because you turned out great. <laughs> you turned out totally normal and not weird at all. Well, what will they do now? They're twins as well. Are they going to stack them? Well, they both slept there. Maybe they both sleep in one. Well, I, I mean, okay, this this is going to make me sound dumb, but they pull the drawer out of the dresser and just put it on the floor as yeah, like a net. I mean, so you just, what, put them side by side, I guess? I mean, I don't mean to be stupid, but, like, that's well, what... Oh, I, you I, stuck I thought you they just the literally have the drawer like hanging out of the dresser oh, but wouldn't you like wouldn't you like bump into it all the time also you can't have them on top of each other that's dangerous surely yes i think you're right <laughs> and also like where's they put, put like spaces at a premium in popular they seem to have loads of furniture i've not got that much furniture in my room house do you know what i, I mean? know i know yeah, i've not got any empty drawers available to stick a kid in no yeah. i haven't they've all got they're absolutely full of crap every single one <laughs> well and and they're there this this is in the show in general like their house looked very like what like antique and then some other houses in poplar don't look as old as that like i, I think they just styled it that way kind of their tastes seem very old fashioned, but like it, it looked like they were even maybe living in a place that was like, like had been built a long, long time. Yeah, well, I also think they building. did that to kind of reflect the fact that they follow 1600s medical practices. Like I feel like- <laughs> Driving it home, driving it home. <laughs> yeah, but I do think they obviously are quite, a, I would say traditional values, but not many people marry one man. Um, but- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how did that work legally? Did you what paperwork did you? I, I there. Uh, I just don't even want to know. There's so many questions. Wow. But but the, nun, uh, the nuns are just like, yeah, they just marry one person, just like they were like, yeah, she was fourteen when they married. Thing. They yeah. forgive it. Overlook a lot of things. The nuns. Basically, Listen, I don't know if this is a good thing to teach us, like maybe not be judgmental like a nun, or does it teach us that nuns should be more judgmental? <laughs> <laughs> they serve their patients without judgment and that's the lesson i think we should take oh what a lovely what a lovely end maybe that should be the end jen well I, th- done. I think that's i think that's the end right, well <laughs> join us next week then for series two episode four so if you four. want to watch it beforehand and then listen to us follow us on instagram follow us on twitter follow us on facebook listen to us email our- us yes email us what's the email becky recall the midwife at gmail.com um, and thank you so Any- much for listening any characters or storylines you want us to discuss see you guys next week bye bye